Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode. Before we get started, I'd like to make a big shout out to my homeboy, Dominic Nelson, a.k.a. YMB WAP. Um, I'm going to share a little sneak peek with y'all with a little project he's been working on. Uh, so enjoy, and uh, I hope you guys like uh, what he's putting out. He's, he's got he's got some fire in, in the works. This is um, Anything by YMB WAP. You tried to break me, I keep rising to the top Endure through the pain and I pray I'll never stop I got a running circle, I don't make it to the top Can't rely on my homies, they be haters, they be ups I'm going, 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 going And you can't stop me The pain I feel that tries to hold me Can't stop my destiny I'm gonna chase my dreams My life has meaning I can't do Get from once I came And life is never fair And it's never been a game I gotta earn respect Cause it means more than fame Ain't no jealousy I envy I'm staying in my lane I ain't never scared to struggle I ain't never scared to fight I done made it out the bottom I done did my hustle right I ain't never feared the darkness Cause I ran into the light Trying to chase this greatness Give me facts on the mic I gave my blood, sweat, and tears And heartache and pain I ain't never quit, I swear God grinding through the rain I'll never turn fake I'll never be a lame I'll never let the fame change me, I call my name. I'm going, 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 and you can't stop me. The pain I feel is it tries to hold me. Can't stop my destiny. I'm gonna chase my dreams. My life has meaning. I can do anything on my faith. I will lead. I done made through the grace and I saw it all through. And the pain that I endured and it helped me see the truth. And the pain that I made me great. It so the top is where yeah. I be I've been always counting out So the doubt don't bother me And I've always been hated So this not a jealousy And remaining on my grind Cause I know how I can be And I'm standing ten toes Cause I know who I will be Verbal consent was obtained to play this song from the owner. I do not own the rights to this song. Mr. Williams. Mr. Stribling, what's good, bro? Nothing much, nothing much. We're about to get her started. Labor Day. How was your yes, labor? sir. How was your Labor Day? <laughs> bro, I had to work. <laughs> I so I did have to, so I really didn't get to celebrate or do nothing. But, you know, I got some good food when I got home and everything. So I can't complain. What about you? Uh, Just worked on some homework, school stuff, pretty much everything besides Pizza Hut. So uh, uh, yeah, oh, pretty that. much a normal day. I feel that. I feel that. 
But, you know, a few years from now, bro, we're going to have them Labor Days and other holidays also. It's just a grind right now. So, I ain't even sure. Big hustle. Yeah, shout out to all the people uh worked on Labor Day getting their money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I also got another shout out to U.S. Marshals. Uh, Do you see where they, they rescued... They rescued 39. Uh, was it missing- from Georgia? Was it in Georgia? Yeah, they rescued 39 missing children. And then I saw like a week after that, they rescued another 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're, they've rescued six. I don't know what it is now, but at the time they had rescued 64 missing children. And mm. I think they've, they've rescued some more since then. So big shout out to the U.S. Marshals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shouts out to y'all doing the yeah. right thing and everything like that. For sure. And then, Hold on. Uh, I got a question, though. Did they say, like, where the kids were from? Are they, like, American kids or, like, foreigners? Like, did they say anything like that? Or See, that that I don't know. I'd have, I'd, I'd have to do some digging. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they don't disclose everything when it comes to stuff like that. They just... Yeah, they get bits and pieces out at a time or whatever. Yeah, they just try to be the first ones, the first news outlet with the just the main headline. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. But also got an announcement. TikTok might be the most annoying app <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life. I, I cannot stand TikTok. At See, all. I'm kind of opposite. There's some funny stuff. Well, there's most of the stuff is annoying, I would say, but there's some good stuff on it. I think is actually hilarious and very creative and comical, to be honest. So I don't know, like, well, what are you seeing that's annoying? Well. So there are funny stuff, like because I don't have TikTok, because I refuse to get TikTok. But people send me TikToks because you can watch them without having a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff people send me is funny. But um, I did some browsing on somebody else's like TikTok because it was like, yo, check it out. And I was just like browsing their TikToks. Like, there's only like one person will find something super creative and do it, and it's a hit. And then not like ninety percent of the rest of TikTok will copy that. So it's not really original until like somebody else does something else funny or new. Then everybody's copying that. It's just to me, it's a clout chasing app. That's how I see it. Yeah. People are just trying to chase clout with it because you're either lip syncing some something stupid, or they're like uh, lip syncing with uh, like something from a TV show or some kind of like clip or whatever like vocals that they're lip syncing from, and it's just it's just stupid to me. It's like come on now. I feel that. I feel that. But yeah, there are people that are creative. The people that create their original stuff, but most of it is just people copying other people. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> but that's I just definitely. me. If you like TikTok, I'm not. It's not a, a a stab anybody that likes TikTok. This is just my personal preference. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But there, there is some stuff. I got actually. I I got some stuff on there that uh, I think hilarious that I might send you. I don't know if you'll like it or not. But it ain't no lip singing or voiceover or anything like that. It's actually like. But yeah, some good, it's, it's so, some good stuff actually. Yeah, if it's funny. I'm I'm with funny. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Bet, bet, bet. But your boy, finest, your boy, got a new job, a new job, bro. Okay, cow. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what, where is it? Like, what so, is it? um, so it's with uh tech systems. Um, I know that your mom. The, hold on, doesn't your mom like working like staffing and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically like that, but it's just with like the IT industry and everything. So basically, I'm an IT recruiter. Um, basically, I work with like account managers uh, that go out to different uh, IT companies and everything. Try to uh, well, they'll talk to the hiring manager and everything, 
and see like what position they're trying to hire, get more details on it and try to, you know, get more, get, get more insight into like who they're looking for and like what type of like background and everything that they're uh, trying to look for and everything like that in the position. Then that's where when I come in and I like do the search and everything, try to find like good candidates and everything. I pass those like, I don't even know how many I can get. It's just, I guess, whoever you think that's a good candidate, it could be four or five, it could be 10, whatever. You pass those off to the account manager and then they kind of like decipher, you know, who's going to be, you know, a good candidate for that job and everything like that. So, and plus, dude, it's in IT, it's in uh, technology and everything. Technology right now is, is a very growing business. And I think that's something good to get into right now, especially as like a, I guess, like an entry level job. So, I'm happy that I got a new job, man. I'm getting out of retail in two weeks, man. I re- I don't know if you know how, re- well, you work in the food and stuff, but like retail, bro, is just such a hassle and just hella just stressful, dude. Just <laughs> Oh, I've heard. It is so stressful, dude, especially at Office Depot doing back to school and all that. We're short staffed right now. So, dude, I've been putting OT work, just crazy amounts of just hours. And when do you, you know, start the, the new job? Uh, September 28th is when I start and I'll have like a, uh, 13 week, uh, training period and everything. Then after that, that's when I start, you know, start getting into the role and everything like that. So I think it's going to be a good job. I've already had like a little background of recruiting and everything when I went up to Philadelphia for an internship. So I feel like it's the right move and everything right now for me. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Power to you. Make it, we making moves out here. We got to bro. We got to, we we got to, (laughs) But you trying to get into these sports, bro? Because this you, you got hey. a little. We, we got a little. We got a little discussion to talk about. <laughs> we we do. This is this from from the feedback I've been getting. The sports section of our of our podcast is like the most popular. So um, it's it's good to start off. That's why we got the sports section first. So I'm glad. Right yeah. So Steve Nash. As the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, this one surprised me, to be honest, because I didn't think that he was even a candidate. I didn't even think he wanted to be a coach. I knew he probably could be a coach, but I didn't think it was going to be like now, you know. So I kind of I saw this thing on Twitter. It was like a podcast with um, with Sean March, which is the GM of the New York, uh, I mean, not New York, the Brooklyn Nets. He was uh, on uh, Woj's podcast and basically he was just going through like how they, you know, how he became a candidate and everything. And it really became, it really started out as uh, Sean Marks was a player in the NBA. And he played when Steve Nash was playing. He knew how he played. He was a great leader and everything. And um, they've basically known each other for 20 years. And um, he's, you know, like I said, great leadership and everything. And the thing that I think that really was the key thing of him getting this job, did you know that Steve Nash was the player development for the Warriors while KD was there? Oh, really? Yeah, he was a player development while KD was there. And I really think K I really think Steve Nash had a big play into like how KD played when he transitioned from the Thunder to the Warriors. Cuz I did a little re- I did a little like film work and everything. If you look at KD when he's at the Thunder, he would put up the most bogus shots, like the most BS shots, early shot clock shots and just you know just basically playing like pickup ball, you know, just trying to yeah, score. Just trying when to get his to, stuff. Yeah, when he got to the Warriors, bro, he was scoring all over the place, like posting up from the from the uh, free throw line, uh, coming down, drip, coming down, pulling up, pulling up from deep, like logo Dame range, dude. It was crazy. But anyways, he basically said that like Steve Nash, like he he had all the tools and everything to do it, and plus like 
seeing Steve Kerr step into the role as like a head coach without having any experience as a coach said that kind of like developed him too because Steve Nash, you know, didn't have any coaching a bit like he well, he coached Team Canada, I think, but not like as a like a head coach of like a, a organization. Right. So so basically I think that was a huge thing, just him, his relationship with Steve Kerr, and then him, you know, his relationship with uh, Kevin Durant as a player development. Because, you know, when you work out with players and everything, you build that chemistry, you build that bond and everything. Right, and you just yeah. tell him, you just tell him what's up, you know, like, hey, man, like, I think you should do this. This will help you out with your game better. You shouldn't do this. Focus in on this more. And I feel like that really was, I feel like from me, just listening to the podcast and everything, I feel like that was just like the biggest thing is just him having that connection with KD and obviously, you know, playing with Sean Marks and, you know, just knowing him for 20 years. And then another thing, just having Kyrie on the team too. I mean, dude, that's just going – I mean, whatever offense they run just with them two and then you have Karis LeVert too, that's – I feel like that's that's going to be a crazy offense, I feel like, when they actually get things, like, planned and they actually start playing team ball and everything. So. I'm de- I'm, I, I've been looking for – even before Steve Nash was announced as the head coach, I've been looking forward to a healthy Brooklyn Nets team because one mm-hmm. they 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 made the playoffs without Kyrie or wait Kyrie played no I can't even remember to be honest I'm not even gonna lie to you I don't remember. I don't think he didn't play he didn't play much if he did play I don't think he played like just returning bubble but mm-hmm. without KD and Kyrie really being um, big pieces in their offense still made the playoffs. I think yeah. they're going to be like a slept on, not really a slept on team, but a team people are forgetting about just because KD's been out for the entire year and they haven't really done much because Kyrie was hurt early on. So they're kind of in that that uh, Golden State uh, situation where yeah. they're going to be a they're a solid team right now. It's just the injuries that kind of screw them over, but no, but everybody's forgetting about them because they're you know they're not the talk of the town. So I think mm-hmm. they'll be deadly next year for sure. Definitely, definitely. And then KD coming off that injury and everything, I feel like he got something to prove too. You know, new city, new number. Like he's, I feel like he just got to prove himself now. And yeah, it's, like yeah, that. especially yeah, especially come off injury, he's got to prove that he can still play at that same level. The thing too, though, I heard a lot of people count him out and everything. Like, oh, he's not going to be the same player. KD is not an athletic player like where he just gets to the rim and dunks on people. That dude's a jump shooting dude. Like, yeah, you know he he doesn't rely off his athleticism to score. Like he he can score from anywhere on the court, bro. As soon as he passes half court, he's liable to score. Like as soon as he passes half court, he can throw that thing up and you know hit all net. So yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Then with Kyrie too, come on man, <laughs> come on man. Another thing, dude. I got a big theory. The Miami Heat free agency I think the two people that they need to go after is if they can't get Oladipo they got to get DeMar you think you think the Spurs are willing to give up DeMar that's another thing that I haven't really thought about if they give up DeMar they're gonna have to give away they're gonna have to give away obviously that's the thing they might have to give away uh Wait, wait, wait. Will DeMar be a free agent? Yeah, DeMar will be a free agent. Oh, so he could just – okay, so they don't have to trade, right? Oh, my fault. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, fault. I'm tripping. My fault, I'm, I'm tripping. They, they had to trade. <laughs> no, you're right. It would just be if they have the money – if they have the money to pay what they want, basically. But look at this. But, finally, look at this. Look at this. I've been thinking. So, 
on the roster, the uh, Heat roster. They got Duncan Rob. Well, let's look, let's look at this from like the two guard perspective. So they got Tyler Hero. They got um, well from the guard perspective, like shooting guard, point guard. They got Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic. Uh, I guess you can put Duncan Robinson because he can play the two as well. They got Tyler Hero, um, Gabe Vincent, which is a two way con. He's on two way contract, which I think they should just get rid of him. Uh, they got Andre Iguodala. And then that's about that's it because I mean Jimmy can run the two, but he's really a three. I feel like. Yeah. Um, then we're coming into the draft, and right now that they got uh, they got R.J. Hampton right now with the twentieth pick. That's who that's who they're projected to draft. If they draft R.J., I say they get rid of. Uh, I I feel like they got to get rid of. I don't know, bro. I don't know. They got to get rid of Gabe Vincent, and they might have to get rid of uh, if they really gonna put all their work and potential into RJ Hampton, who is who didn't play college basketball, that played overseas. I feel like you got to put him in the G League for a little bit to see how he does, and then move him up gradually. But if we're really talking, I think they need to get well. Andre Iguodala, he's in his fifteenth year. He's he's about to be out of the league anyways. Jay Crowder, they can give up. Solomon Hill, they can give up. I think they need to go after Oladipo, bro, because he is such – he's a two-way guard. He plays defense, and he's an offensive threat too as well. But yeah. they can't get him. I feel like they can get DeMar, DeMar. which is – which they're both both great defenders, both great defenders. But if you're looking for somebody to, you know, come in to, you know, kind of alleviate, like, Jimmy from the scoring, the scoring and Tyler Hero if he's in, I think you got to go get Oladipo, to be honest. What you think? Well, it's a it's, it's a hard thing well, cause like they because their team is so good right now. What, as what, what's is. the what's the more officially listed at position wise? Uh, is he I a shooting say, guard? I want to say it, it's the thing. It, it depends. It depends. To be honest, like he can be used as a shooting guard or small forward, but I don't really know his true like. I think he's really a two guard. To be honest, in my opinion, I think he's oh, really his, a, he's a his, two his, guard. His primary is listed as small forward, so. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And so, and but Victor Oladipo is a shooting. Guard. Is a two guard. I I don't if if it was up to me to choose, I might take Demar over Victor Oladipo. Ooh. Just because just because Demar Derozan is a little more versatile in 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 lineups. Cause you could, cause now you have he can defend more positions. You saw you talk, you talking about? Is that what you're saying? Like he can defend more positions, and you could put him in at shooting guard, or you could put him at small forward. Then that also helps with with your bench to where let's say let's say Jimmy's your starting three, and let's say let's just say Demar starts at two, right? Let's just say he starts at two, just for argument's sake. Well, you can sit Jimmy, move Demar to the small forward. And they have whoever at the two and still have a plethora of scoring potential. Or if, mm-hmm. if DeMar sits, hey. you can have Jimmy at the two or three. You can have DeMar at the two or three at any given moment. You know what I'm saying? And then you still got defensive gu- defensive forwards or defensive guards with mm-hmm. scoring ability. Because, you know, they're both they're both basically, you know, all-stars. Even, you know, they're both basically all-stars. And I'm not saying Victor Oladipo isn't. It's just he doesn't have that ability to move to a small forward. He stays mm-hmm. shooting guard. So mm-hmm. that's true. Lineup and matchup wise, you can do a lot more with having 
DeMar versus Oladipo. And what people – and this is one thing that I would tell people that I believe. I feel like when it comes to basketball, I feel like it's all about matchups and everything. I yes. really do. Like who guards who and everything. I really – that I feel like that is like the the foundation of a defense. And obviously you adjust throughout the game, whatever adjustments you got to do. But I really think matchups and everything throughout the game is really how you kind of know and tell like who might have the advantage and everything. Just after like the different positions, it's who's guarding who and who's on offense and all that, all that good stuff. But so, oh, okay. So think about this. Just for argument's sake, think about this lineup: point guard, Drakic, right? Mm-hmm. Shooting guard, Jimmy Butler. Small mm-hmm. forward, Demar Derozan. The Ford Crowder. And the five, uh, bam, bam. That's a tough starting. That is five. a defensive lineup. <laughs> that that's a that is a tough lineup. Those are that's a dog mentality lineup. To be honest, For that sure. sounds like, like they... scrappy. Def- like it's almost like a it's a it's a it's like the equivalent of a Clippers lineup. But everybody on the court is scoring as well. Like Clippers, but you know, the- Patrick Bellinger, he's not really a scorer. No, he's just there for defense. Right, but, like, the starting five for that lineup, everybody is a walking bucket, and they also big clamps. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with that team, too, with Jimmy on the court, they're going to run in transition. They're going to try to get the defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. They'd be – I think they could be the best – if they got that lineup next year, I think they could be the best uh, transition offense in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. Because DeMar will run, you know, Jimmy will run. Bam will definitely run. That I feel like he's so slept on with his transition and everything. Oh, yeah. You got, you just, I feel like you just, he just run the middle of the floor. You throw it to him wide open, Easy throw a lob, whatever. And Jay Crowder, he, you know, he can run to the corner or whatever, hit a little three or whatever like that. So, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested for the free agency, especially for the Miami Heat and everything like that. I want to see what they'll do when, uh, you know, the season's over and everything, what moves they'll make, especially when the draft comes by. Because they get R.J. Hampton, that could be deadly. Because that kid, that that dude's nice, but I just don't know how it would be for you know somebody not playing college basketball, like playing overseas and then going straight to the NBA. Yeah. I don't know. It's- I hope it works out for him. I like, I like him as a player, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's it's that honestly my favorite part of offseason is just the moves teams try to make to be like to build their team to try to you know every team is trying to be the champion the champions for next year so they are making moves to get the best team they can get to win the championship so I always love to see the moves that teams like when when Brooklyn got KD I'm like oh mm-hmm. snap because mm-hmm. Kyrie's already there, I'm like, oh snap! You know, I'm excited. I love that's my favorite part of the offseason is just seeing all mm-hmm. these trades. And, like, remember everybody thought Kawhi was going to the Lakers? Bam, Clippers! Everybody like, what? Oh, snap. and then it came out, and then it came out said only way I'll come. He said only way I'll come here is if you get Paul George, and they said done deal. What? I was like, oh snap! That's my favorite. They said done part. deal. We, we gonna make this happen. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So let's 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 get into so uh, there's been awards that have been um, given out this past week or so. So let's go through all the awards that have been given out so far. Of course, I think the most obvious like award was the Rookie of the Year, John Morant winning the Rookie of the Year, hands down. And unanimous he got, decision. He got <laughs> well. It was almost unanimous. It was funny. He got 99 votes out of 100 because <laughs> Zion got that one vote. 
<laughs> who voted for Zion, dude? I, I really want to know who that was. But whoever really whoever did probably feels like an idiot. He's like, oh, I was the only one that voted for Zion. Which I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying Zion wouldn't be a contender, but he was hurt. He was hurt the majority of the season. Only got to play like 20 games before the the shutdown of the league. So it was like you, it's almost like he would have had to average 50 points for 20 games to even be talked mm-hmm. about winning Rookie of the Year. But do you think if he was healthy the whole season, do you think he would have won it? I see. See, this is the thing, though. The stuff that Jaw was doing was crazy. Like as a point guard, the dunks, the get into the rim, the dunking on Aaron Baines, dude. Like yeah, that. I think I think Jaw still would have won it, but it would not have been ninety nine votes out of a hundred. No, it wouldn't. It would. But I think, think it would be. I think yeah. I would, think Zion would have would have. I mean, he's still number two because he got the one other vote. But I think he would have been like a a close second. Mhm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, uh, Giannis got Defensive Player of the Year, which I don't know. If I, I don't was think excited. he deserved that. I, I wasn't expecting that. that. I didn't think he deserved that. I really think that. I really think that that they gave him that because they didn't want to give him MVP. I really think yeah. that to be honest. I really think that to be honest, because in my opinion, I thought AD should have had it. And people want to say that. Yeah, if you look at their stats, like Giannis averaged more blocks or steals or something like that. But I'm like, when it comes to defense, there's there's so much that goes into defense that it's not written like on a paper. Stat like, that's not into yeah. like a stat. That's not a stat that's kept up with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, he had the stats and everything. But and then another thing, too, dude, in his press conference when they lost, they said, why don't you guard Jimmy or something like that? He said, coach, you didn't want me to guard him. If I'm an elite player like Giannis, I'm telling the coach I'm guarding Jimmy. If I'm def- if I have that title on my head, I have Defensive Player of the Year. I'm guarding whoever's getting buckets in the game. Like I don't care what coach says. Like I, I don't know. That's just how I think. Yeah, but. I thought that initially, but what I I did some digging and it turns out Giannis. The reason I think this is probably the biggest reason he won Defensive Player of the Year is he's the he's the best. I don't know how they rate it, but he's ranked the highest help side defender. So when I read, so when I really think about it, I was like, okay, it makes sense. The coach didn't want him guarding Jimmy because he wanted Giannis as close to the basket as possible. Because mm-hmm. you know he's he's like a tower, the Greek freak. If you isolate, so let's say you know Butler's at the top of the top of the key, you five it out, five out right to where you're trying to get into where there's no help, and obviously Jimmy's probably quicker than Giannis. He gets past Giannis, there is nobody protecting the rim. Because Giannis is sitting at the top of the key while Jimmy's going to the basket. So I get that the coach wanted him to not be on Jimmy to help because he can use his link to protect the basket. So I, mm-hmm. I I get it, you know. And then, you know, it just depends. Like, if, like, you know, you know me, I'd have, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, let me guard him. But mm-hmm. the coach says, but, you know, he said, I'll do whatever coach tells me to do. The coach told me he didn't want to do it. He didn't want me to guard him. It's like, you know, I'm and that's the thing too. That's too, but the coach is like, no, we need you help defense, kind of thing. It's more, the, you know, it's more strategic for him to be help side than anything else. That's the thing too. They don't really want to give out why. He yeah, want Jimmy. Yeah, I, I feel that. That's I feel that's that. what I, I think. Because because if, if, if you got if you got um, Giannis on Jimmy, first of all, if Giannis is on Jimmy, somebody else is guarding the other big man on the team. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. else is guarding Bam. But let's just say Giannis at the top. Jimmy gets by him, is going to the rim, and Bledsoe is the one that's in help defense. You know that, that Jimmy Jimmy's buckets. He that's why his nickname is called Jimmy Buckets. He's he's getting mm-hmm. a bucket on that. 
But if Bledsoe is out on him or whoever was guarding him, and he gets he blows by him, and Giannis is sitting in the middle of the paint, a ah, different story. Hmm. I can see. Okay. 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 You 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 simplified it down and everything. I can see that. I can definitely see that. See, I didn't know about the help defense. The help defense. Yeah, see, I, I didn't, didn't know either. About that. that, but after I like looked into it and I saw, saw that, I was like, okay, this makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Um, Brandon Ingram got most improved player of the year. Agree. Uh, I agree. Not, nothing exciting there. But Montrez, uh, Harrell, sixth man of the year. Ah. I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I don't know about that one. But really, to be honest, who else was up there? You like who? Who would else be up there? Um, see, that's a that's a good question though. But like, I didn't I didn't think. Um, I didn't think that Montrez. Like, I'm not saying he he's good, but when you're talking about sixth man of the of the year, you're basically saying he's the best non-starter in the league. That's basically what sixth man of the year means. Hmm. Hold on, I'm about to look up six man candidates of this year because I really want to know. I I really want to know who else was. I know. Lou, I know Lou Williams was also a finalist. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be up there until he's out the league. And I feel then like, um, to be who's uh Den- oh Dennis, Dennis Schroeder? That's who I thought should have won because he's been balling on the uh, on the OKC with Chris Paul, and then um. Who's the other dude from Miami? The 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 rookie that was undrafted. I think he's number twenty five. He was a kid. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, he was a he was. I don't know if you know. I don't know if he was the man, but you know he was the he was in the talks of rookie of the year earlier in the season. And the thing about it too, which about his story, that dude was nothing in college. He played at Michigan. He he was nothing. Like he he wasn't even good. He even said he wasn't good in high school. He played at D three. D3 college, somehow got a look to go transfer to Michigan. Really, I think he averaged like nine points. Said, uh, I forgot the head coach's name that was there at the time, but uh, said that he didn't run any plays for him. So just him just getting to the league and then getting playing time off of his past, like, experience and everything, I think that's phenomenal. So, I feel, yeah, I feel like it should have been Dennis Strode or, uh, you know, Duncan Robinson should have been one of the two guys that got it. But Montrez, eh. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. That's kind of iffy to me. Yeah. But also, also too, do you think it has something to do with the team's success? Because obviously – Oh, yeah, obviously- yeah. I'm, I know for a fact that plays. I feel like the only, the only award that doesn't factor into team success is probably most improved. I think most improved is probably the only one that's – Pretty much majority. I'm not saying some of it. Some of it still is probably a little bit of team of success, but most improved player. The majority of that is just increasing your stats and while increasing your efficiency. Yeah, that's that's, that's so probably true. the only one that's that's, that's probably so more true. stat based. I feel that that's so true. All right, now getting into these the series the series that are going on right now, Miami versus Milwaukee. I'm telling Chris Middleton spared Giannis in his legacy, dude. Like, cause Chris, if you take out what Chris did, Giannis would be leaving the Bucks. Like, there's oh, no question. Bro. Giannis would be leaving the Bucks, dude. I'm telling you, bro. you better buy Chris Middleton the biggest steak dinner ever, cause he saved you, dude. 
for <laughs> bro. Remember, we talked about this last week. We said we were on air, quoted that if there was a team to beat the Bucks, it would be the Heat. <laughs> it was gonna be Miami, bro. I was praying for the sweep. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Giannis. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He's. A, I got a lot of. Like I, I say this a lot about a lot of players. I got a lot of just favorite players of all time. Giannis is one of them. I have a Giannis jersey because I have a jersey collection. I got a Bucks jersey. I love the Bucks, but I was hoping Miami got this sweep so bad because I want to see <laughs> Miami in the finals. I honestly do. I one, because Jimmy Butler is another all-time favorite, and I want him to go ahead and get a ring on his finger. I want. I like. I've been liking Jimmy since Marquette when uh, he was with Buzz Williams as a head coach. So I've been following him for a long, long, long. I didn't know. I didn't really time. know who Jimmy Butler was until uh, he was at the what Chicago until like when D Rose got hurt and all that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my yeah. god, who is this dude, Jimmy? Who nah, buckets, I've been, I, bro? I've been following. I've been well. I used to well when when I used to watch college basketball and everything. I was a huge Marquette fan. Just for some random reason, I just love Marquette. And then I found out about Jimmy Butler. And I was like, and I started hearing his story and everything. I was like, okay, I, I rock oh, yeah, this his dude. Story is, his story is great. Crazy. Crazy. And I just start following him. And, you know, everywhere he went, you know, I you know, I followed him. And, you know, back in high school, people used to call me Jimmy Butler because I had to cut and everything. Yeah, so you, you I kind of – I was watching the game. I was like, <laughs> I was like Calvin looks kind of like – when you had the hair out, when your hair was grown out. I yeah. Was like, Calvin looks just like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so I've been rocking with it, dude. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, my favorite player, bro. Hands down. Bro, I'm getting, but, I'm getting, a, I'm like, I think this time, some, I think tomorrow, I'm buying a Jimmy Butler uh, jersey. I got you, <laughs> man. Jimmy Butler, man. I hope they can pull it off uh, next game because I really want to. I, I just want them to put them away, dude. Yeah, like plus, don't Gian- play around. Don't play around. And plus, Giannis is hurt, so it's just like you yeah. got to take advantage. You yeah, take advantage. Um, but what I noticed from the series that I wanted to mention is. You know, I've noticed that the, the game the Bucks won, they only won by three points. And if you look, that's the best the Bucks have played this season without Giannis, right? And they so Ooh. the Bucks played without Giannis, the Bucks played their A game, like A plus. Miami played like their C plus B minus game and still only lost by three points. So I think because honestly, I don't think Giannis is, is playing next game. I and don't even, think he is. And even if he does, he's not going to be near as effective as he needs to be, especially off the ankle. So can, can can we can we after you get done, I got something to say about the Miami Heat and just one player, just one player. Okay, yeah. So uh, so what I notice is if Miami plays even a just a decent game, if they play the a B game, like just a, not even their best game, but if they play a decent game. And Milwaukee comes out and plays just an average game for them, Miami's ending it next game. The oh, Bucks yeah. have to play their absolute best. If Miami plays their best game and Bucks play their best game, Miami's winning. The Bucks this have to not- play their best game and Miami has to not play their best game for the Bucks to win. And Miami's coming out with that heat. See, this is the thing how I look at it too. Miami realistically has nothing to lose because they're a lower seed. Oh, the for Bucks, sure. The Bucks are a top seed. And have been a top seed the past two years, and have had. Did they have the best record this they, year? Yeah, they had the best record this year. They have a lot to lose if they lose. Like if they lose, they like they have a lot to lose. With Miami, they don't really have a lot to lose because like, they're a lower seed. They're they're project they they are projected not to win. So it's just like, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and it's like even if they lose and they're done, this is a good season for for Miami, and they can take steps forward next year and build on this. If the Bucks lose, especially if they got swept, people are leaving. Like they might end up yeah. in a rebuilding stage because Giannis is probably gone. Chris Middleton and Bledsoe, they're you know the and then like you got the the front office is probably all right. We got to figure something out. We got to get rid of people so this doesn't happen again. Because they honestly, I think they just kept the same team. They'll be fine next year. But people in the front office freak out when a number one seed gets swept in the semifinals. They freak out and just start moving guys. And then next thing you know, they're not even in the playoffs next year. If yeah. once they freak out, so that's just how Facts. that works. Facts, but. Let's just talk about Tyler Hero, bro. Oh, yeah. This dude is a killer, and he is a rookie. This dude has the – as a rookie, he has so much confidence, dude, himself, just to pull the ball from any t- anywhere, dude. And I really think once you really get him into the lineup and really start understanding, like, their, like, ball play and, like, their sets and everything, I feel like he's going to be the key for them if he stays on that, that team, as long with Jimmy and Bam and yeah, Duncan I hope, and I hope everybody that, else. I hope that team stays together and they just get guys uh, from their bench. Like, they get, you know, maybe some veteran guys or the guys on their bench step up. That team is going to be uh, – that team's going to be something to deal with. Lethal. Especially if they can stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yes. I don't know how he has that much confidence as a rookie, bro. But he's been having that confidence since he was at Kentucky if you watch his film and everything, so – I guess it translated very well to the league. Yeah, I got I got to get back into college basketball. I haven't watched college basketball hey, since I got hey, done with college. This, hey, fine. It's this season. If like if everybody that I think that's going to be playing this year is going to be a crazy season for college basketball. Hey, Illinois basketball, watch out for them. They might be a, kill, a, a sleeper this year. There's just so many games. It's hard to keep up with everything. I got an app, though, now, and I and I can go through and, like, keep up with teams if I favored them. So I'm gonna go through and favorite a bunch of college stuff. I don't know how I keep up with it, bro, but I'm but you know me, I'm a basketball junkie. So um <laughs> uh, also I got some the some other series that I didn't put on the the notes, but um Toronto and Celtics that's a that's it well I was gonna say it's panning out to be a good series, but it's not really because they're going back and forth, but each game is a blowout in one of the other teams' favor. Uh, I mm-hmm. think um, I just watched the uh, Celtics just beat Toronto, like destroyed Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, which I want Toronto to come out on top. But that's not a bad series, especially with all those young guys, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and and then uh, I was getting Gordon Hayward supposed to be coming back if they go if they make it out this series, mm-hmm. but. The one I really want to talk about is Denver and the Clippers. Yeah. Jamal uh Jamal Murray, he is not playing any games. Mm-hmm. Um because their, their series tied 1-1. Uh Houston, which I was shook. Houston's small ball was a lot for the for the Lakers. I thought Lakers like uh matchup wise. They'd be out rebounding and getting second chance baskets, but PJ Tucker, bro, he's the glue to that team. I feel like he I was really doing do. all the dirty work in the trenches and in the paint. He was mm-hmm. out rebounding uh, Javale McGee. He was out rebounding uh, Anthony Davis. He was out. Re- he was just a dog out there. But the thing about it, they weren't boxing him out. He would literally just slip behind them, get the rebound, put it back up. Like it, there's just no box out whatsoever. Yeah, it's. That that's interesting because that their pace is so fast, 
those the bigger the bigger guys they can't really keep up because they they're running the floor because they got pretty much all guards out there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to think about dude playing a five out, and you got bigs that got to run across the across the paint to go like you know close out and stuff. That takes a toll on people. That takes a lot of energy because you know people don't want to play defense, man. If you really think <laughs> no, about it, people, not at all. people don't want to sit down and play defense. They really don't. But I don't know, man. I would like to see the Rockets come out and win it just because. But I feel like just LeBron is. I mean, no, I LeBron's can't. not. I can't LeBron's not gonna lose. I can't do LeBron's that. not gonna lose. <laughs> I gotta have. I gotta have the since Portland's out. I gotta have the Lakers win the win the championship this year. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that too. LeBron can't go out like that, no, <laughs> especially can't. being a Lakers uniform. He can't do that. But uh, all right, is there anything ba- of anything else basketball wise you want to hit on? No, nah, I mean I think we hit that one uh, on the on the the head. So all right, perfect. Sliding in. The NFL, uh, first, I think the first NFL game is this Thursday, Kansas City versus Houston. Uh, but before we get into just the season as a whole, there have been some notable moves some teams have been making. So, Leonard Fournette signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Were you shook when I said that to you on Twitter? I said, bro. I said he signed. You said, you said where? You said what you see? I said Bleacher Report. <laughs> I, bro, I had to make sure it was it was legit because you got Tom Brady, Leonard. For, now I don't know if he's starting or not, but just knowing that, and then I mean, if you look at his stats, yes, his stats have been down the past three years. One one of those years he was injured the majority of it, but. All of that aside, this is a dominant physical downfield runner. Like he's at least a back you can put in third and short and get you your first down. Mm-hmm. And you know he's athletic. He's gonna make a move. I think this is gonna be his comeback year. I think he's gonna come out. I think he'll have a thousand yards rushing at the at the minimum. Mm-hmm. If he if he ends up being the starter, but you got Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, you got uh, uh, Gronk, you got Gronk, 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 Gronkowski, you got Mike Evans. And you got uh, is it uh Godwin or Goodwin? Uh, is it Chris? Yeah, is Chris Goodwin. I can't, I can't remember. I can never remember if it's Chris Goodwin or Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin. And you're talking about two top ten, re- arguably two top ten receivers. Oh my gosh, this offense with Tom Brady. Hold on, hold on. I got a question. Is their line good? It's going. It's gonna be. They're gonna <laughs> make sure they're good because they got Tom Brady in the backfield. Tom is gonna be chilling in the paint, dude. Just scoping, just nah. Mike ain't open. Chris ain't open. Gronk. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going. He's gonna have some fun. He's gonna have some fun. Bro, it's it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be a great thing to watch. It is. It is. But they're the Buccaneers O lines ranked seventh from last year, so they're they're not bad. They're not top five, but you know, with with with. I'm sure with the with, office they're gonna run with Tom Brady. It's probably setups where they, they don't have to block long. That's probably how it's gonna be set up. He's gonna get the but, ball in and out. But two, you got a Hall of Famer quarterback, you know, behind you. They they gonna make a little bit more effort. Oh yeah, for sure for him. So I'm sure he know. brings. I'm sure him and Gronkowski bring so much like hope to the organization. Everybody's gonna work so much harder because like we got a chance because we got Tom Brady and we got Rob. Hmm. Um. Oh, and then uh. How do you say his name? Scoop? I thought it was suck up. I don't know. <laughs> well, the the kicker from 
the Titans have also signed with the Bucks. Now, you know, last year he didn't have a very good year, but just like Leonard Fredette, I feel like he's going to have a comeback year and he's just going to be the cherry on top at the end of each touchdown. And he, I feel, I think it was a good pickup for the Bucks. So the Bucks just been making move after move after move. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't somebody else just sign to the Patriots with uh to join Cam Newton? Um, I'd be seeing some. I'd be forgetting to write it down. But I don't know. But Cam Newton been working. He has been working though. You see from the stuff that I've seen um, on Bleacher Report. Yeah, all this like literally. Um, what's his name? The head coach, uh, Bill Belichick, has been saying mm-hmm. nothing but all positive stuff about this. Is the hardest guy I've seen. Like work, and you're talking about all the guys he's coached, and him saying that that means a lot. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, Cam's just trying to prove himself because everybody kind of counted him out and everything oh, after got, that whole like that Super Bowl deal. Sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people counted him out. He's like, bro, I ain't done yet. I got a lot to prove, especially with a great coach like uh, Bilicek. I mean, God, man, he got he he got. I feel like he got all the tools and everything to be great. It's just. It really depends on just how, you know, the team and everything just revolve around it and how they play and just the whole atmosphere and everything, too. But I think he'll be straight, though. You know what? You know what I just realized that this is going to. So you this this is what I just realized. So, you know, that age old question that everybody's been asking themselves with the Patriots is how much of it is Tom Brady? How much of it is the system? Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody's saying, though, I used to always say if you put Aaron Rodgers in that same system. At, uh, the Patriots, he has just as many rings as, as uh, Tom Brady. So I think, I think my personal opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever played the game. I think he's better than Tom Brady as an individual player because people, you know, it's kind of hard to judge. We talk about who's got more championships, but that's a whole team. We're talking about a team sport. I think as an individual, a playmaker, and just in general, I think Aaron Rodgers – now I'm not saying Tom Brady's not good. I just think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback as an individual player, right? Can you can you can you explain that though, so I can get more like understanding of why you think? Um, yes. But- and I don't. And, and, and to be honest, I'm just asking this as a question. I don't know football like you do, so that's why I'm asking. I know basketball like the back of my hand. I feel like, but football, that's kind of iffy thing. I don't try to test nobody in that. Um, yes, I will. I will get to that in a sec. Um, so the the so how much of it was Tom Brady? How much is it? So now we'll know because if Tom Brady goes to the Bucks. Now, you know, the argument has a lot of a little bit of flaws here and there. Cause you can also argue that it's because Tom Brady's gotten he's gotten older and so it's he's obviously not in his physical prime like he was. So yeah, you can argue that it was still more Tom Brady back then if you're on that side. It's just because he's older now and he the team and he's just older now, right? But all of that small stuff aside, if Brady goes to the Bucks and they shit their pants, <laughs> then people might be, you know, huh. You know, maybe it was that system that made him. Now, he's a, still a great quarterback, but maybe it was that system that really made him into, like, the goat of goats when you're talking about quarterbacks because of what he did at the Patriots. Now, if he mm-hmm. goes to the Bucks and they win this next year, then you could be like, oh, Tom Brady is just – he's just that guy. That's why. And the system just helped him, but it was more Tom Brady. Now, on the other side, if the Patriots – let's say they go out and win the Super Bowl next year, you can be like, even without Tom Brady, the Patriots dominated. Now, granted, they do have Cam Newton, which is also another great quarterback, probably a future Hall of Famer. But still, that system still wins without Tom Brady. Now, if the Patriots go out and they shit themselves, 
then you can argue it was Tom Brady. Like, because this has always been a question of we were talking about who's the greatest quarterback. The big argument with Tom Brady is the system he's in. Because you're talking about the greatest NFL coach to ever coach the game. My personal opinion is Bill Belichick. When you have the greatest coach to ever coach the game, and you get a talent like Tom Brady, of course they're going to be a great dynasty. But even if you get a talent that's not quite Tom Brady, but is still a top tier athlete, you can argue it'd be the same outcome. You see, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many holes to the argument. I feel like this is going to maybe not determine, but shed some light on who, like, what's really what. Now, yeah, to the Aaron Rodgers. So, looking at his stats, from 2008, well, here, here's, here's one of my reasons. Stat-wise, like, number-wise, Aaron Rodgers, like last year, he had 4,000 yards. The year before, 4,400. The year before, 16, he was hurt. But the year before that, 4,400, 3,800, 4,300, 4,200, 4,600, 4,400. Like, he's putting up dumb stats, and he wins games with a significantly less talented team than Tom Brady. This is just the argument between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, like the, the, the matchup. Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win and makes it to the playoffs and does all this stuff with a significantly less talented team, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one argument. The second argument, I believe Aaron Rodgers statistically is the clutches quarterback because of all – he has, like, the most fourth-quarter win, like, the most fourth-quarter drives and stuff like that. There's a bunch of just different um, stats and accolades that that Rodgers has – that I think that it's better than um, Tom Brady. And then just he's just more athletic, which also plays a part. Now, if yeah, you want my honest yeah. truth, I think there's two quarterbacks better than Tom Brady. Because I take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I take Aaron Rodgers one, Drew Brees second, Ooh. Tom Brady third. Ooh, the Drew Brees. Because let's not forget, <laughs> Drew Brees is a monster. Yes, sir, he is. Yes, sir, he is. Because <laughs> let me count this up. This Listen, this is how many 5,000-yard seasons he's had. One, two, three, four, five. He's had five 5,000-yard seasons. To, to, to Brady's what? Tom Brady. He has had – I don't believe he's had any. He's had one – 5,000-yard season in 2011. Now, we're all talking stats because you also got to remember Tom Brady has had – or Drew Brees had some great receivers and uh, Michael Thomas and, you know, guys back in the day. But still, we're talking significantly less talented team. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the Saints run it more often than the Patriots. But, man, you look at these stats – Sometimes, sometimes I flip flop between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, but I just take Aaron Rodgers uh, over those two. Drew Brees, you might have some people that might uh, send you a few hatred emails, man. Wow, but I mean, if 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 we're talking about stats, I mean, we're talking about stats and everything. I mean, numbers don't lie. (laughs) So look, so look, look, look. Just listen to this. Seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, 
Second team, yada, yada. Let, let's get down to um, – he's got Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers holds the most 25 NFL uh, records, including all-time career-leading passer rating, most consecutive seasons with a passer rating over 100, best touchdown-interception ratio, single QB season passer rating, most touchdown passes of 70 or more, 70 yards or more, and which those are like – like, Aaron Rodgers is known for the Hail Mary, right? Like, those game-winning drives. He's yeah. Up, he has the most touchdowns of 70 yards or more, which is most of those from Hail Marys. Several Packer records, including the most touchdown passes, total touchdown pass in the season, highest completion percentage. He went 15-1 in 2011. Uh, I think that's – and he has the best um, – his quarterback rating is 122.5, the single best passer rating. In NFL history, Sheesh. and his best season, he threw for 40, 40, 4,643 yards, forty-five touchdowns with only six interceptions. Like we're talking of the efficient of efficient. Hmm. You're right, but that's that's just my two cents. That's just my two cents. But. If you got anybody that says anything, like send you an email, we we got debate on next next next. Oh, we 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 can debate. We can debate. (laughs) We. (laughs) Oh man, Um, that's crazy. I didn't even know Aaron had stats like that. I really yes. Oh my, bro, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite. I don't want to say of all time. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I get just like in just like basketball and football. I got a lot of favorite players. Aaron Rodgers is one of those players. I know Drew Brees had that many five thousand yards. Yes, Drew. Drew Brees is a monster. Sheesh. Well, you put me on to something new. I guess you learn something new every day, man. So <laughs> that, that's that's the goal. So now let's get into these. Uh, let's get to these salaries. So uh, the contracts. The Deshaun Watson just signed a four-year, hundred sixty mil contract extension. Um, and earlier, I'm sure most people know this by now, but Patrick Mahomes signed a ten-year. $104 million contract, which is worth $50.4 million a year. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. I think Deshaun Watson's contract is better than Patrick Mahomes. Why you say that? Just because from the year standpoint? Yes. So Patrick Mahomes, he is, no matter what happens, unless he gets traded, but they're not going to trade him. Um, mm-hmm. I hope he stays healthy, but they're not going to trade him especially since they've invested half a billion dollars into this guy. But he's on he's he's stuck there for 10 years. 10 mm-hmm. years. 20 it'll be 2030 when this guy can go somewhere else if he wants to go somewhere else if he doesn't retire by then, right? Mm-hmm. Now granted, yes, he's making 50.4 million a year in 10 years. Deshaun, but he's stuck. But he's stuck there. Deshaun Watson, he's making 40 million a year with 4 years 160 mil. But so obviously it's about 10 mil less. But think about this at the end of his four years, he's able to restructure his contract. So let's say he wants to stay and let's say he gets a Super Bowl in the next four years and he's proven that he can play at a higher level. They will pay him more. So his next contract, he can end up making 55, like 52, 53, 55 mil a year when he restructures his deal. Or if he doesn't like it, he goes somewhere else where somebody else will pay him. Will pay him. Get paid. Yeah. So because you know if they if 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 he get if any team hears that 
oh, Deshaun might want out of the Texans or whatever, they're going to jump on that real quick and probably pay him what he wants. Exactly. So, like, But another thing, though, with Patrick Mahomes, though, you know, he isn't he like a part owner of the Royals? Yes, now? he's a part. He's But he's putting that money to work. He's a partial owner of the Royals. He's yeah. making money moves. Kudos out to you, my brother. That is a big money-making move. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope he balls out this year. I like Patrick Mahomes and uh, Watson. So and they they play each other Thursday, so that's gonna be fun. We'll see. We'll see who uh, who uh, really deserved the contract, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, Keenan Allen signed a four year eighty mil, which makes him, I believe, top five highest paid receivers. And it's really eighty plus, but they just said um, eighty plus. So four years, eighty mil. I think that's a smooth move by the Chargers because I mean. Keenan Allen's a elite receiver, so that that's that'd be good for them. Mm-hmm. But now, is that he's with the Chargers, right? Yeah, yeah. Who, 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 what do you see the Chargers doing with um? Is who, who's their quarterback now? Is it Teddy? Um, is it Teddy Bridgewater? No, Teddy Bridgewater's with Carolina. Who? Who's that quarterback? Hang on, I'm trying to figure out. I forget. What did Philip Rivers? Did Philip Rivers go to the Colts? Yeah, he yeah he's Philip Rivers is gone. Who is their quarterback? They they picked up somebody. It's uh, a it's a black oh it's a black dude. He's a he's a he's like a uh, oh what's his name? It's gonna kill me. Oh it's, oh it's not Tyrod Taylor, is it? Yeah yeah yeah. It is Tyrod yeah, Taylor. Tyrod it Taylor. is Tyrod. And they got yeah, do that's do right. They just announced Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback over uh, Justin Herbert. The guy they drafted yeah. from uh, Oregon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Well, what, what do you see the Chargers doing this year? You think they're going to do something different with a new quarterback style? Um, I think since they got Tyrod Taylor, obviously he's athletic. I think they're going to try to be more like a Ravens or Kansas City type team, where there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of out of the pocket play. I, I, that, I think that's that's the pro- that's the prototype now that I'm seeing a yeah, quarterback. If if if. Teams can get quarterbacks like that. They're trying to transition into basically college football type, uh, type like offense, like the rollout, like a West the, Coast, like a West Coast, like all from the gun. Yeah, from all from the gun, spread offense, and you got your rollouts and bootlegs and nakeds and all that stuff. I think that's what they're trying to transition to. Because if you look at at quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Those dudes are putting out – they're playing – even Dak Prescott, they're playing phenomenal, putting out stupid numbers, and their most successful plays are when they roll out of the pocket or when the pocket collapsed, they're athletic enough to get in and out, scramble around, extend the play, and get somebody open. Because as a former yeah. defensive back, I'll tell you the hardest thing to cover is when a quarterback scrambles because at the end, there is no route. The, the receiver mm-hmm. is just trying to get open, so they're going to run left, right. They're going to try – you're eventually playing basketball at that point. And they're mm-hmm. just trying to juke you out, and you just got to move your feet and keep running. And so the quarterback is just going to throw it. It's That's the last thing you want to do as a DB because it, it falls on your defensive line to, to get to keep the quarterback in there. But that's so hard. That's why a lot of those plays result in large chunks, large chunk yardage plays because it's so hard to defend that defend receivers when a quarterback's doing that. So it's just basically more opportunities to get more yards. Yeah, I feel that. I can see that guy, the quarterback rolling out, made the defense shift, and they really don't use you. It's up in the air at that point. You don't know what could happen. Exactly. So. And then obviously, when you got a, a athletic quarterback, if nothing's open, 
he's just taken off, hit the sideline, gained six, seven yards, next play. It's that simple. It's, and he it, make a few dudes miss, that seven yards can turn into a 20-yard gain ex- or even a touchdown. Exactly. Exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy. But it'll be it'll be an exci- exciting football because the, the Cardinals, I think they're going to be mm. the sleeper team of uh, of the NFL with D-Hop. For real? They got DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, I Houston, forgot yeah, about Houston, that. Uh, he, Houston, they got – I don't know if he got traded or what, but they got rid of him, and he's with the uh, Cardinals. See, dude, that's the thing that I hate. You have a top, you have a top receiver like that, and you and the head coach are beefing. Y'all got to come to, like, some common ground. If you're one of the be- – you. How do you give somebody up like that? Like, or whatever that I happened have. between them. Like, I just don't know how you would – if I'm a coach dude and I know he's one of the best receivers, I know I can't give him up. And I would do anything to keep him. Like, well, just the, to keep – The problem is it's not it's not even up to the coaches a lot of the time. It's up to the GM. The coaches just deal work what they got. But if the GM's not liking it or they want to do this and that, the coach could be like, we need this guy. But at the end of the day, the GM wants to trade him. Or the owner tells GM to trade him or whatever, you know, the coach, the coach is the coach doesn't have as much pull as people think. I feel like the coach should though at the same time, because you're you're the guy that's actually like having a, a, like you're the exactly. dude that's with them 24-7. And like you basically the coach should be like the guy to vouch for them because you're around them 24. That's basically your second family, dude, in my opinion. Exactly. Because <laughs> think but think about it. It's the same same situation that happened with uh, Isaiah Thomas. He let bro when that year he carried the Celtics on his back. Yeah, they did him dirty. What, they did him what so they do dirty. the next year, gone. Like what? But the thing about it that was messed up, they said, Isaiah, we're not gonna trade you. He was like, okay, okay. He get the call. And there, there, there's a YouTube video. That's not a YouTube video. There's a video on Twitter about it and everything, how he like like really went through like details of like how it went down and everything. And he was just like, I don't know, man. That's just very it's, shady. It's just, I feel it's, like. it's cutthroat. The business is super cutthroat. But um, yeah. but don't forget, they got DeAndre Hopkins, they got Kyle Murray, mm-hmm. and they got Larry Fitzgerald and Kenya Drake at running back. Uh oh. <laughs> so, they I feel like they're gonna be a, a team to to keep a keep an eye on. And Larry got a resume, so don't sleep on that. Yeah. Oh, he's he's one of my favorite receivers of all time. I think he's top five receivers of all time. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> now let's talk about the tits. The Tennessee Titans. Yes, they just clowny for a one-year, twelve million dollar contract. So they got us. They got an elite pass rusher added to the added to the team. What's that's gonna do for us? I'm not sure. It's gonna make our defense better, but. I'm worried about our offense, not Derrick Henry. I'm worried about our. I'm worried about our pass game, because for some reason we decided to give, uh, um, uh, oh, I forgot his name. What's our quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. We decided to give him 110 million dollars for some reason, <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't pass for over 100 yards the entire playoffs. So. I don't know. Well, you think that money should have went to Derek? You said what? You think that money should have went to Henry? Well, he's still on his rookie contract, but well, they could have. Well, can they done an extension or something? Yeah, they could have. But I think they're waiting till at the end of next year. 
The problem yeah, I think is that might be a smarter plan the, to be honest. You know that you know the Titans. The problem with the Titans is when it's t- when it comes time to pay their players, they'd rather just let you go. So I don't know if Derrick Henry's on the team after this season because I don't think they're gonna they're willing to pay him. But if he puts up the numbers, do you got to pay him though? Like like I said, dude, numbers don't. They lie. did the same thing with Chris Johnson. He had the, he had two he had two thousand yards rushing two seasons back to back. And what did they do to him after the second year he rushed for 2,000 yards? They let him go. It's like, what? They do that that every time it's time to play somebody. I don't know. know. Do you think uh, the head coach, uh, what's his name, Mike Vorbel, do you think think he'll kind of have like a little more like push to keep people? Yeah, I think from what I can tell from keeping up with him, he has more of like a, a player's coach type vibe to him so he's actually like you know he's more personable I feel like he's more he's more about the connection and building that chemistry so I feel Mm -hmm. like he'll definitely do more to keep the guys that he really wants to keep and you know I like him as a coach I think no matter what the Titans have I have faith in him as a coach he came from the Patriots too so I feel like that's another thing like you know if you have that on your resume in the NFL you can pretty much the sky's the limit Mm -hmm. so I got faith in him that he can help the Titans bring home a Super Bowl at some point, but whenever the Titans win the Super Bowl, just know whatever where, wherever I'm at. If I'm still in San Antonio, wherever I'm at, I'm dropping what I'm doing and I am coming home for a week. Hey, you better hit me up. And we going downtown. Look, we, bro, over by we are celebrating. I've been waiting for this. Yeah, we, since I was and a kid. I ain't even Titans fan, bro. <laughs> Bro, I've been a dire Titans fan since the moment we moved to Nashville in, like, first or second grade. Like, I want the Titans yeah. to win one so bad. I mean, it would be nice for the city, but I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not a Titans fan. I really don't have a, 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 a football team, to be honest, in general. But See, that's not – that's. I don't really have a team, but I got players. But in football, Titans till I die. Go loyal tits. fan, loyal, loyal fan, right here. I was hurt when they let go of Marcus Mariota because I like I, I was a fan of Marcus Mariota when he was at Oregon. They let him go. I thought about just following him, but I was like, nope, I gotta stay with the tits. <laughs> All right, bet, bet. So that's 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 that takes care of our sports section, which was thick. So now getting into film and TV. So I've been watching this documentary. It's a docu series. It's a show, but it's pretty much a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Death Row Stories, bro. It's so there's like these different stories. It's people that have been put on death row, and the the reason why they choose the specific cases is because the majority of them, the people are found innocent, or like there's DNA evidence that exonerates them. Mm-hmm. And but they but they spend 30, 40 years on death row before they get out, like. Oh my, bro, it's it's some of the sc- scariest stuff I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me not want to go out because some of them. Now, there's some of them where I'm like, I can't tell if he's answering or not because this evidence is is pretty strong. But there are some where the evidence is like there's no evidence, and it's just basically a testimony from one person that was like saw this black dude at night, and then they're like, how can you see him at night? Because there was like no lighting, so it's like sketchy. So some of them you're like, okay, he probably didn't do this. Because there's literally no evidence at all, like no physical evidence. Mm-hmm. But but dude serves like, I think he went the, he got he when he got on death row. So there's this one this guy got on death row right, 
And so he's appealing. He's trying to get a new trial because of new evidence or like evidence that was like uh that was fake or like, you know, police like stayed some stuff. And this man, so he got death by lethal injection. He gets his execution date. He's on the table, Calvin. He is on the table. They're about to inject him. They get a call. <laughs> they, they answer. It's his lawyer. They're like, no, no don't don't uh, execute him. He got a uh, they approve. He got his appeal for a new trial. He's getting a new trial. So they don't they don't execute him. But he was on the, the deathbed. Table. <laughs> like he had his last meal. I think it said his last words. Like they're about to just pump it into his veins. And they got the call. And then they go to his new trial. He was found innocent or he was found not guilty or innocent because of the DNA evidence that basically made him innocent. And then he walked out free. But I'm sitting there like they this almost killed man, an innocent man, dude. Oh my gosh. They're so it's like I'm obsessed with it. Cause they're like, I mean, they're gruesome murders, and most of them are in Texas, because not many states have the death penalty anymore. But like mm-hmm. they're you're talking like there's one case where uh somebody broke into this uh house and killed he shot uh he shot four kids and two adults. And we're talking like like kids, kids, like 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 twelve and oh. thirteen. Two of them survived. The, the the mom and the aunt, the mom and the sister, who are the adults, they died, and there was two kids that survived. So like they're they're, I mean, and they were it was like they're gruesome. Like they made him get on the floor and they shot him in the back of the execution style. Like they're gruesome murders. So and then like there's some sex where they talk about abolishing the the death penalty. I don't even know where I stand on that because some of these murders, I'm like, you you do not deserve to live. But then yeah. again, who am I to to cast judgment? Just morally, like, how they did stuff, you're just like, yeah, it's like, oh my god, this is so like somebody's whole family. Like, this one person stabbed a child 30 times, like a child 30 times is like, like, if they get the chair, I'm not mad, yeah. But, but the problem is, you got to get the right person because mm-hmm. a lot of the cops they already have it in their mind, oh, this person did it, so they get the evidence and they try to make the evidence line up with convicting them instead of getting the evidence and looking at it from a neutral standpoint. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of times it gets all messed up. But bro, it's you it's some deep stuff. You know, you know what you need to check out too? You got Netflix. Yeah. You need to watch that uh uh docuseries called I'm a Killer, bro. It's about I'm every, a killer? Yeah, you need to watch that. It's uh it's, I think they got two seasons and it's just some of the wildest murders you can think of, dude. And it's just like it's crazy, dude. It's there was one dude, there was like this, uh, th- the most craziest episode was um, this one dude, he came from like a really bad background, he was a gang member and all that, sold drugs, had a family, had a kid. One day he went over to his, uh, I think his girl's house, I think his uncle was over there, and then um, his, uh, basically his girl's family was over there. They were smoking and stuff and everything. Dude was smoking weed, but it, it was laced with PCP, and I don't know if you know what PCP is, it's just like some some... Some, yeah, some stuff that would literally just make you just just forget everything. Yeah, you'll black out. You won't remember anything. Supposedly, he thought his girl was cheating or whatever. And well, this is after he smoked the PCP, and he started just like feeling weird and everything. Suppose he blacked out, but this is the story that um the uh, cops was telling him and everything. He said that like he thought his girl was cheating on him and everything like that. He literally gets a gun, ch- shoots uh his um I think the girlfriend's uncle. The girlfriend runs out the house. He runs after her, dude. Shoots her while she's holding her baby. She drops her baby and everything. He kills her. 
he goes on the run, and then um, obviously, you know, he gets the cops called on him and everything. Dash camera of him, dude, and the cops fighting. And they're literally, he's literally saying, yeah, I killed my wife and all this stuff. He goes to jail. You know, he, you know, he, he comes back to like his normal state, wakes up, and he's like, where am I? And one of the officers was like, you literally told us everything that happened that you did. <laughs> it is the most craziest thing. You got to look that up, bro. It's called I'm a Killer. Yeah. And, and for everybody else that, you know, likes, uh, you know, moves. No, like, yeah, he's done. You no, know, no, he's done. But, dude, there's some other crazy stuff on there, too. Um, the, pro- the problem with that is, like, when you say, like, where am I? You're like, I don't remember anything from yesterday. How do you prove that? Because, you know, the cops are like, oh, he's lying. He's trying to, like, get out, of, like, trying to, you know, build a case mm-hmm. to say he was crazy. Because, you know, that's, like, a legit plea. And you can get off. Not necessarily get off, but, like, you know, if you get a legislative... You, go to mental, you won't go to jail. You go to mental hospital. Yeah, but, like, they're going to be, yeah, whatever. But, like, if you were seriously, like... Now, I'm not saying... I'm not trying to say what he did was, like, justifiable, but, like... How do you go about telling people no? Like somebody, like that's wild, bro. I couldn't imagine. I don't know, but I put this one in the history. But this is also it's it's more like history and TV. Uh, the Ch- uh, Chernobyl disaster. You ever heard about that, bro? No. I, well, I've heard about it. I don't know what it is. Some people keep like people keep telling me to like. Isn't there like a show about it? Or yes. Something? Yes. Okay. 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 Last Friday, I went to hang out with my boy Christian Bell. And, you know, I, I've been reading books and everything like that. And I was just, and I saw, like, on his stand, he had some books. I'm like, bro, uh, but shout out to Christian Bell, by the way. That's my homie. But um, I go, like, man, what books are you reading over there? He's like, dude. He's like, you want to know about this book? I'm re-. He's like, you got to watch the TV show first. So, basically, I haven't read. I, I, I watched the, um, it's on HBO and everything. And uh, I got to I got to give you my, like, login and everything so you can watch that in The Wire, the one that we talked about a few episodes ago. But, yeah. basically... It's in uh, Russia. Well, basically, it was ba- it was in Russia, but at the time in the 1980s, the USSR, I believe. But um, so they had this big nuclear plant, and you know, nuclear plants supply a lot of energy to like you know whatever uh, uh, city and everything like that. But also, you know, if it's not taken care of like in the right precaution and everything, it's like basically like a ticking time bomb. Right. So there was one night. That the that it was one night that uh they they had some untrained workers I want to say that were working and they did something where they shut off the um they shut off one of the generators or whatever and it totally collapsed I guess something and they tried to re they tried to bring it back up but the power level or whatever from it it just I guess it was just too powerful and exploded and it exploded the whole uh plant and everything. And, you know, nuclear, you know, nuclear energy, radiation and everything, you know, that's, you know, that's what, you know. Not good. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so basically, dude, they, I, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil it and everything for everybody. But basically, everybody that was in that plant or around it literally died within a year because of the radiation and everything. And it's good like it, it's one of the biggest disasters. Uh, Well. I mean, there's only been two nuclear disasters, and that's one of them. But it's it's crazy. I've only watched like maybe like I think it's like five episodes. I think I'm on the third episode. I've been I, I was been watching it, and then I fell asleep and haven't got back to it. But there's a book too that Christian told me for the book readers out there. He said you gotta watch the uh, you gotta watch the series first to get a more understanding, and then read the book. The book is thick; it's like 500 pages, 
And whenever I get a chance, I'm going to buy that book and read it because he said it goes more into depth and everything about how everything happened and, you know, how they get the, you know, unskilled trained workers in there and everything like that. And then the the stuff that comes, you know, after behind it. But also I uh, looked into it a little bit. They said that, like, okay, since it's it's still a highly, like, you know, cautious area because, you know, the radiation and everything. They said if you literally walk, like, into the zone of whatever the uh, where the radiation is, they said it's like getting, like, an X-ray 10 times per minute for however long you stay in that area or whatever. So, basically, if you do that, man, you're you're basically, like, set up for failure. You're going to die from radiation and everything. So, it's crazy, no, but I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, see what my uh, HBO and everything login is. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you check that out. Big bets. Bet, 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 bet. Oh man. So since uh, I kind of put the history with the film and everything section, we never done a music uh, discussion before, finest. No, we haven't. We have not done a music discussion. First time man. we did the music. You gonna, yes. you guys gonna get a feel for our musical taste. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, bro, uh, 2020 is not over yet. So I'm just gonna be just say like from 2019 all the way up to now. What is your favorite albums, artists, new music you listening to? What, what what do you listen to when you work out, man? What, what, what's up? All right. So for those that don't know. I am a huge, I'm, I'm an R&B guy, like huge R&B. I don't listen to a lot of hip-hop. I mean, I listen to hip-hop, but I have like a very narrow viewpoint of hip-hop. But, um, so my, right, my favorite, so my favorite hip-hop artist is Young Thug. So I've been, I've been. I've that's been so much fun. <laughs> so that, that's the thing. So I'm not a fan of so much fun. Oh. I know, bro. I know. I love I know. so much fun, dude. That that the title of the album literally just is just the whole vibe of the whole album. I feel like the the I only like like three songs on that whole album. I like almost damn near every one. Um, <laughs> uh, but I like my favorite album. Thugs dropped is Beautiful Thugger Girls. I love that album. Yeah, that's a solid um, one. But but um but like from 2019 to now. My my favorite hip hop album is either Roddy Rich's uh, "Excuse Me for Being Antisocial" or um, Lil Baby's album he dropped. I forget the name of it. Um, what's it called? I I forgot it, bro. <laughs> was it hard? Not hard and hard. Oh, my my turn. My, yeah. my turn. Yeah, those, those are like the two albums I've been rocking with for hip hop. Mm-hmm. Now R and B. I've been on a huge female R&B wave right now. So, like, I've been listening to... Put me on, dude. Her, Put me on. <laughs> her, bro, her, LMA, Summer Walker, Kalani, Janae Aiko, um, and there's some other... Uh, I can't remember their names. But there's, like, two other, like, female artists I've been just just straight, like, just repeat. Uh, my favorite R&B album out right now is uh, Janae Aiko's... Uh, Chilombo, mm-hmm. that album is is it's fantastic. Kalani's album is good too, but I like Janae's uh, album. Just it's fantastic. So that's that's what I've been rocking to. Like, um, I usually actually I actually usually I listen to uh, R and B when I lift as well. Like when I work out, I listen to R and B because it keeps me. I don't know. I listen to it depends what I'm doing. If it's like a heavy day, 
which almost I mean, all, all my workouts are usually kind of heavy, but like if I need to like get going, I'll throw on some hip hop, you know, get get some bass going. But if if I'm feeling good, I don't need some extra giddy up. I'm usually rocking to some uh, some R and B. I feel that. I feel that. And Do- Doja Cat, Doja Cat's album is is good. Cool, cool, cool. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I do like a little R and B, but I, you know, I'm just straight hip hop. Heavy hip hop. Yeah, not not heavy, but like actually, yeah, I guess you could say heavy. But I'll say one thing. For R and B, I'll say the weekend after hours. I like that album pretty good. That uh, I don't know if you want to put that Rod Wave up there as like R and B or hip hop. Uh, he kind of he 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 be, he be singing in it, so I I guess you can put it uh kind of. Both, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's like hybrid music. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. Uh, I, I'm a huge Future and Meek Mill fan. Those are my top two. Top two. I always. I like I like some Meek Mill. Yeah, Meek Mill's always just get me going. It's, especially with Future too. He's he's always a goat. Yeah, yeah. Future's a legendary in February. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody that I've literally been listening to for a long time. This dude called No Cap. One, he's a no yeah. He's from he's from Alabama. A lot of people don't really know him, but like that, his last album he put put out called Still Human, probably the most underrated thing. But that's just my personal opinion. Is it on Apple Music? It's on Apple Spotify? Music, Spotify. It's more it's, it's more like uh, uh, I don't even know how to like explain it. To be honest, he's different. He's different. I don't know how to explain it, but give it a look. Give it a uh, a listen. Tell me what you think about it. Find this. If you don't like it, oh well. I'm still gonna rock with him at the end of the day. But hey, speaking of music, uh, you know my boy Nelly from uh from Football Mizzou. Yeah, he making music now. So, uh, yeah, he's doing. So listen, uh, Nelly's Nelly, y'all y'all listen. Nelly's got a uh, project coming soon. We working on an EP and an album. So stay tuned for some music from my boy Nelly. Uh, I've been listening to his stuff. Um, what was he on? What what does he did he got on? Uh, it's like a it's like a Rob Wave. It's like it's it's a it's a hybrid. It's 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 some hip hip hop with some you know some singing in it, but it's like some bars. So it's it's like that in between kind of thing. Okay, okay. What is he on? Right I, I'll, now? I'll send you I'll send you some snippets because I I got some of his stuff because I help review uh his music or whatever. But yeah, shout out Nelly Nelly Bo Nelly Wop. I gotta figure out what the official name he gonna have on his uh album, but making big moves out there. Okay, I got I got one question. I got one question before we move on. Oh, I gotta put another one up there. That circles by Mac Miller. I, that that's the one that I've been playing a lot too. R.I.P. Because his death date was you know yesterday and everything. R.I.P. Yeah. to Mac Miller. But what's your take on that Uzi, bro? You know I'm a little Uzi fan, but he kind of he kind of that that eternal take kind of you know what well, wasn't was it? Did he just drop something? I don't know, bro. I kind of I kind of fell off the Uzi wave. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was on the Uzi wave because you know him and young, like I like Young Thugs were hip hop. I guess I like his music because it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, you know a lot of people's rap is like kind of the same. His stuff is just different, and I liked Uzi's because his stuff is different. Like Uzi makes Uzi music, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I haven't been, I haven't like, I don't listen to the, like I don't listen to the radio for real, so I won't be getting exposed to new music. Exactly, same here. But. You know, EXO Tour Life and uh, what album was that? The album that's got uh, uh, I Can Drive and uh, Erase Your Social. Oh, what is that? that? Is that Lil Uzi vs. The World? Yeah, I think yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that one, that that one's his, that, I think that's his best one. But that Love Is Rage first one, that's the one that I like. But 
a lot of yeah, I like yeah, I like both of those. Love is Rage One. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of the songs that are on there are on SoundCloud, but a lot of the stuff, but the album that's on Spotify and Apple doesn't have the same songs that are on SoundCloud. So just a little two cents. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's a lot of missing songs on there. But that Eternal Take, it was good, but it should have been better for how long we waited for. So is that the one that's got EXO on it? Uh, no, that one is uh, Love Is Rage Two, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I like Exo Tour Life. That's my shit. Yeah. Same here. So, 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 what we got next? Right. What we got next, my boy? Uh, we're going. So, so last week we were talking about uh, <laughs> we we escaped <laughs> this for la- for this week. Last week, so we we're talking about my dream house and like the stuff I sell. So, but we'll just start with dream house. So, dream house. So, listen to this. So, my dream house is like. I'm a big modern guy. I like modern feel, modern, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But like, I like I want my house. Obviously, I want it to be big. I want it to be like a huge house with modern feel, black and white. Like I want, I want, I don't want an ounce of carpet. I don't want hardwood floor. I want all quartz floors, quartz countertops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want like either I want to contrast black and white, but I'm kind of digging like a darker interior. You've been seeing with, you, I, you've been seeing what I've been retweeting the dark interior. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I, love I like dark I like interior like for darker. some reason. It looks so, yeah, so comfy and cozy for some reason. Yeah, for sure. So like dark interior with like some like pops of white or like pops of gray stuff like that. But I want my house to be like reinforced. I want bulletproof windows. Ooh. I want a re I want reinforced garage. Like like you're not finna just walk up in my house kind of. Yeah, thing. like it's reinforced and. I want I'm, I want to get uh I want to get a basketball court. I want to get my a weight facility. I say facility, but it's you know like a, a home gym. But I want it to be like a legit gym. I don't want like a treadmill and some dumbbells and call it a home gym. No, I want like squat racks. Mm-hmm. I want dumbbells. I want the mirrors. I want the cable machines and maybe some like stationary bikes. I don't like treadmills, but like stationary and maybe like a stairmaster. But and then like the floors. Um, with like the little, you know, like the the weight, like gym floors, you know, those are like I guess rubber or whatever that they put. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't want it to be like my garage because mm-hmm. I want my cars. My, I want it to be like a separate, maybe like an extension of some kind. See, I was thinking the same thing with mine. Like if I have my house and then like behind I have like another like attachment or whatever. Like, yeah, like 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 one of those like. Like kind of like those big sheds, but that are kind of like the garages almost. Mm-hmm. That's like an extension, kind of one of those, but have it like a weight room. And then I want my, I want to have a, I wanted to sit on like some acreage, because I don't want neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the back, I'm gonna take a giant chunk of it and put it as turf, so I could also have like a football field in the backyard. Ooh. So it's I'm basically have like a train facility in my backyard. It's gonna have a a basketball court. It's gonna have a football field or like turf. It's gonna have a a gym, a weight room, and then I also want like a recovery section because I want to get one of these like pods. It's basically this giant like egg kind of thing that you get in, and it's filled with salt water, and you just sit in it for like thirty minutes, and it's like the ultimate recovery. And maybe like some cryo chambers and like hot and cold tubs. Mm, That's not bad. we're talking like I don't have to leave my house for anything except for to get groceries because I just work out at home. Facts. Facts. I think that's the biggest thing with me is just like if I ever if 
God, please, like, if I ever come across some money, like, I'm getting me, like, a home gym so I never have to leave oh, or yeah. pay for a membership at all. Exactly. And you don't have to share. You don't have to, like, there's, you don't have to worry about other people being there. You don't have to worry about being packed, sharing stuff, or wait for somebody to get done with a machine. Exactly. You can just. And it's 24 hours. You can go whenever you want. Whenever right. You the convenience of it. Yes, dude. I think that's the you biggest thing. You don't have to drive thing. to it. I think that's the biggest thing. Another thing, too. What I was thinking about, if I put my house on some acres, some acres, I've been getting the golf lately, bro. Like when I was down in Chattanooga, me and Bradley, uh, I was living with Bradley. I know you remember him and everything. Uh, I, no, yeah, I went golfing with him, and I was just like, eh, like you know, like that, you know, that's not my sport or whatever. But dude, it is the most relaxing thing because it's a di- different atmosphere. Like instead of like football, basketball, you know, it's hectic. People are yelling, loud atmosphere, and golf, bro, is quiet and it's like. You're out there, like, on the course, dude. It's pretty nice and everything. I just like it. So, if I ever come across some money, dude, I'm putting a little little golf course in the back of my house. So, See, I, I've tried golf. I absolutely suck at it. But I wouldn't mind getting a little putt-putt course in the back because I will – I will I'm a monster in putt <laughs> An absolute monster. Bad, bad, bad. Maybe we that, – that, I feel like that'd be fun, have a little putt-putt course. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then you know, it's a little more family friendly with a pup up course because even like you know, mm-hmm. kids or or friends that have kids, whatever, can 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 handle that instead of you know a golf course, which is golf course. I wouldn't put a whole course though. I get like half of it. I think it's like yeah, yeah I wouldn't put a whole like I think it's like what eight, 18, eighteen holes. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't put the whole thing out there. That's just too much. But I definitely put like a half or something like that, or 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 a driving range. Something like that. Yeah, I feel like driver would be pretty slight. Yeah, have a what's it called? Uh, top golf in the back of my crib. The basement. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and then getting to the other thing from last week is stuff I sell. So I I, I, I sell a lot of stuff. So first, first off, I have a, a a fitness apparel brand. So I sell like workout sh- shirts and and sweatpants and hoodies and stuff like that. Um. That that's like I guess my that's like my primary because you know I'm I'm big into fitness and so I, I I like when I go work out I wear all of my own stuff my own like stuff but but uh, from yet from last week more specifically I was talking about uh the toothpaste <laughs> so uh, I basically run this like e-commerce uh, store and I still it's literally it's kind of like an Amazon but it doesn't have everything but it has a lot of it's mainly like home essentials so like like body wash, you know, mouth like mouthwash, toothpaste, laundry detergent, uh, dish detergent, dish soap, hand soap, um, and they also sell like uh, multivitamins and supplements, protein bars, like healthy healthy stuff. But like um, my biggest like harp of selling wise is like the the toothpaste one because I use the toothpaste. Fantastic. This my, I've been using like Crest and Colgate. I, I love this toothpaste that I because I, I use it myself. I love this toothpaste over Tollgate and Crest because it, it whitens. A lot of people don't know like a lot of whitening toothpaste are actually bad for your enamel because they eat away at your enamel to get rid of the stain. And that's how your teeth is white. It basically lose a layer of enamel, that layer that stain. Well, this toothpaste doesn't do that. It whitens and it actually uh, promotes rematerialization. So it keeps your enamel from from degrading, and also keeps your it helps your teeth basically re- recover, for lack of a better word. So I I love this toothpaste and the laundry detergent. 
it's phenomenal because um, it's like, how do I explain? So I use powdered laundry detergent. A lot of people use liquid, but I prefer powder because usually you can get more bang for your buck with powder. So like the 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 way this laundry, so all this stuff is green. It's like all like, you know, like phosphate free. So it's all green, like uh, uh, eco-friendly type stuff. And so the laundry detergent is like, it's a super slow, it's a big tub. It's a super small scoop. And it, it's for night, like, it doesn't matter if you have a small load or like a giant load of laundry, it just takes one small scoop. So, cause it's super concentrated and it's, it's 99 loads for one box, Ooh. which could last you like six months. Like it's, 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 it's like, I think the, the it's like uh price. I think it's like 40 bucks maybe there might be like 30 something for basically 99 loads of laundry like you can't beat that at walmart at all i might have to hit you up on that but the real thing about that is just like my skin is so sensitive with like detergent and stuff and i've broken out from detergent so i'm gonna hit you up on a later date about what's in it and stuff so oh it's 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 all it is is a baking soda and um it's baking soda there's like something else in it but that's it it's only two ingredients Uh so there's not a lot of stuff in it because it's i think it's um i'll send it to you um i'll send it to you when we're off air I bet, but bet, bet. it's literally just uh baking soda and one other ingredient okay. so it's really it's great for sensitive skin and stuff like that okay great 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 i like to hear that because this little gain and everything ain't doing it oh yeah it's because it's all the all the the chemicals and phosphates that they put in that stuff yeah i had to use the one without the uh the scent on it because I found out that was breaking me out. I went to my dermatologist and it's like, yeah, you just stop. Oh, the scented stuff? Yeah, that's what was really getting me just in all that. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, I can't catch a break. That'll do it. Do you do you like energy drinks? I try to stay away from energy drinks, dude, to be honest. Because, like, I, every time I have of, an energy drink, caffeine? it is that. And then when the come down from it, I crash hard. Like, <laughs> bro, bro, wait, let me, let me, let me help you out. I've been. <laughs> So these energy drinks, I've been using these energy drinks that I also sell these energy drinks. And I was just like, I hate energy drinks. I'm I'm not a fan of energy drinks because I don't like all that caffeine. And once you take in a lot of caffeine, your body becomes like dependent on caffeine. So I mean, it's basically a drug. Like, you know, you can literally detox from caffeine if you become dependent and you get off of it. Like you'll crave it like a drug addict. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, nah, I don't need all that. Turn I and um so on the website I sell. They have caffeine-free energy drinks. So the first question people ask is, how do you have energy from it? Because there's no sugar in it either. So, like, there's no crash from it. It's all B vitamins. B vitamins is what promotes energy. So it's loaded with, uh, I think, B6 and B12 and some other vitamins that just help with promote energy from your nap. Like, your body produces its own energy naturally instead of loading it up with caffeine. So I've been drinking these, and I drink them before I work out. Or sometimes before I go to work for like an eight-hour shift, I drink one of these and I'm great. And so, like my biggest problem with uh, like I used to drink Bangs, which is like three hundred milligrams of caffeine, I, which is like ridiculous. And so, if I drink one of those anytime after like noon or after one p.m., I'll stay up all night. Yeah, like it messes up my sleep. But with these, I can drink one at like if I wanted to, I could drink one at eight if I'm getting tired. And let's say I go to bed at ten, I can still go to sleep. Cause I don't have caffeine or sugar in me. It's just vitamins. So I'm still able to like go to sleep. So it's perfect 
because I can drink it anytime during the day. When I was drinking like the bangs and the monsters, mm-hmm. I had it. Ha- I had to have. I have to work out in the mornings if I'm gonna drink one. The thing about those so, bangs too, dude. When I I don't know about you, but when I would drink one or whatever, like cause I would drink them before, like uh, we had basketball practice and everything. Me just like running around with the players and stuff and doing all the drills, dude. I would not eat for the rest of the day for some reason. I just wasn't hungry it, or it ruined your appetite. Huh? It would ruin your appetite. Yeah, for some reason, I, like every time I drunk one, dude, I, I would just either I couldn't eat or I didn't want to eat, and I was just like, I got to get off of this, like, <laughs> and then I would crash hard or whatever. So that's interesting. I don't. I don't think I had that. I don't think I had that problem. But I don't know. <laughs> but soon as I started figuring out that was happening, like on a consistent basis, I was like, yeah, I got to get away from this. Like, <laughs> it was not. They're good. good. They're good. But yeah, I just, I just couldn't do it. It's like this is way too much for my body, especially since I don't like coffee. So I, I take in no caffeine on a regular. Like, I don't. I don't think I drink anything with caffeine at all. Caffeine that, that hurt my stomach. Of. That junk be hurt my stomach a little bit. So, yeah, so, like, once you get on it like that, when you go from not taking any caffeine to, like, more than three and a half cups of coffee worth of caffeine, it, it'll mess, it'll hit your body hard. Definitely, definitely. Good facts, though. Good good thing to learn to know, though. Good thing to know. But I need to hit you up about those energy drinks for real. So, and that toothpaste and yeah, laundry yeah. detergent, <laughs> all three. <laughs> look, that, look, that, that, look, that's all. I'm just trying to help everybody out. Bad, bad, I bad. love the stuff. All right. What well, well, we we get into the lunch table questions? Yeah, I got oh. one. I got one. One uh lunch table question, bro. So, this is just uh, an opinion and everything. When you think of success, is it subjective or objective? Ooh. Uh, like me personally or like as a society? As a like okay, like cuz I feel like I know what you're going to answer, but as a society. I think it's objective. I really do. I think uh, as a society, I think it's objective. I think it's objective is just because hold on, hear this hear, hear this out. And just just listen to this. I was looking up like different things and stuff uh like on the internet. And check this out. This dude, Marcelo Sorroyas or whatever. Uh, he's a journalism at the federal, uh, the federal University of Rio Grande, Grande, Grando, or whatever, however you pronounce it. Grande. This, Grande. Yeah. <laughs> this dude said. So this this is what he said. He said a successful writer will hardly ever make as much money as a successful CEO, but a, s- a successful CEO will hardly be influential to many people as a successful successful writer. You think that's true, or has yeah. some truth to it? I I mean I think, it, well, yeah, I think it has some truth to it. There's 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 so many variables and there's so many different. Um, it 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 comes down to the person. Yeah, because like the if, if you're talking about a, a CEO that is just all he cares about is the bottom dollar, and all he cares about is just making more money. Then yeah, obviously you know I think it holds its true value to like the extreme, like just a strict CEO and a strict uh, writer or whatever. But you know you got those CEOs that take that money and they use it to make change in places they want to see make cha- make change. You know, Bill like Gates. Bill Gates. You know, I, I'm pretty sure he stepped down now, but when he was a CEO, he was CEO, but 
you talk about changing the world, not even, not just in America, but in third world countries, mm-hmm. like super influenced. Like he's he's influenced me, and I have you know we don't relate on like we don't have much in common. You know, I'm I'm just a, a, a black kid from from Nashville, Tennessee, and play. I'm a I'm a jockey. You know, I have sports. This man is like a tech savvy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have much in common, but he has influenced me from the good he has done. And he's the only way he's done what he's done is because of the money he's made from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So it just it depends. And that's why when I asked if it was as a society or personally, because personally, I think it's a little bit of both. Because mm-hmm. success to me might not mean the same success to not might not mean the same for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people's success is just it don't matter what you're doing job wise. Success is your family. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a loving, caring wife or husband and you got good kids and, you know, your your family, you know, is all together and everybody, you know, everybody love, you know, you got a close knit family. That's success to some people, regardless if you're a trash man or if you run if you run, I don't know, a, a corporate business. You know, some people that don't matter. It's about your family, and then you know, some people it's like, well, how much money do you make? Yeah, or and- you make six figs. Oh, you're successful no matter what your home life is, kind of thing. So, uh, it just depends. That's so true. That's so true. My see, if we're talking about individual, like I'm picking subjective, dude, because I just like I just like influencing people, even though I might not influence a lot of people. You know, at this age, at a young 24 year old dude, but you know, like. I just feel like that's the best gift you can give to somebody, just like influencing them, like making them better and everything. Now, money, yes, that can help them out and everything with like their daily living and everything. But just being just like just by their side, influencing them to do better and stuff. I feel like that's the best thing you can do for somebody because some people because you got to think about some people at the end of the day, they don't have no influence at all or they have bad influences around them. So with me, I just want to be like a positive, I guess influencer and just you know just try to you know help people out whatever they're going through or you know if like like i said with the job and everything i just got is me you know searching for different people trying to fit different roles so if i come across somebody that i think is a good candidate i'm gonna market you like hell to like the account managers and everything just saying hey like i know i talked to this dude for several weeks or whatever i really got to know this guy i really think he'd be a good fit for this job or whatever and you know, hopefully that person gets a job, you know, hopefully that helps them out with, you know, like just living situations and just, you know, just a better environment of work environment and stuff like that, too. So, yeah. So that's that I think I personally as a person, I think I'm subjective, even though that nobody. OK, at the end of the day, nobody want, wants everybody wants to make good money at the end of the day. That That's without a doubt. Everybody wants to make good money. But yeah, I just feel like sometimes when it gets to like objective you are so focused on the money and stuff that you don't, you kind of cut out the people that you work with. Like you kind of, I don't want to say you want to, you snake them to get to the top, but I feel like that's kind of how some people do do it. Like they put other people down and then just to put them down. So they have that leverage to get to where they want to be and stuff. Yeah. So I think, I mean, like you said, it does go both ways. That's kind of a tricky question, but personally me, I'm a subjective person. Cause I feel like if you do whatever good you put out in the world, it's going to come back to you. That's how I feel. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a good question for sure. Uh, that's my only question. That's, that's my only question. What you got for me? Uh, where, where, what year is it? Where do you see yourself? <laughs> where do you see yourself in like 10 years? 
Woo! So I'll be 30. I turned 25 this year. I'll be 35. Or at least if, if, if either where do you see yourself or like, or like what's the goal, like where you want to be in 10 years? Man, obviously have a family, be living comfortably. This, this is the thing. This is the thing. I don't find this. I don't have to make a million dollars or whatever. If I can make great money to where I can go out and, if I, like if I go out to eat or whatever, and I like want to like go to a fancy restaurant or whatever, buy something. You don't have to I, worry about I, I it. I don't have to worry about it. That's how yeah. I feel. Like that's what I want to be on. And obviously, have like a good family. Obviously, if I have kids at let, let's say let's thirty five, I honestly want to have. And the thing too that I've been thinking about, I just want to have like uh, what's it called? like a saving, like a good, like college savings for my kids. So when they get to college, they don't have to worry about student loans or anything like that. So like one, right. if they even, it, they might not want to go to college. That's cool. School isn't for everybody, but if they do, they won't have to worry about student loan debt or anything like that. So, but they, they're not going to like screw up in college. I'm going to make sure that they could get, get good grades and everything. Cause I'm not going to be paying for something that they're going to just be, you know, screwing around and stuff. But that's my, yeah, that's my, I think that's what I want to be, obviously, successful, making great money, buying, I mean, don't have to worry about money, and obviously just set my, my kids up for, you know, just for success and for college and everything, so. What about uh, for your career? Career? Oh, man. Like I said, man, I don't know. That, that right now, I just don't know. Obviously, you know, I want to climb the ladder and everything with a business. Hopefully, like vice president, maybe I don't know, maybe just something where I have more authority. But like the authority that I'm making will make everybody's life easier, you know? Um, yeah. I really that, that that's a hard question for me, man, because I don't I really haven't thought that far into the future, uh, ten years, because who knows what can happen in ten years, man? Uh, I don't know if I'll be back in sports in ten years when COVID, uh you know, come like is over and everything. I just don't know. I would like to get back into sports, but right now that's just not realistic right now. So, right. What, what about you, man? Uh, so in 10 years, here, I'm gonna just here's the plan, here's the goal 10 years. So, obviously, I got four years left. I get my PhD. So, in 10 years, I want to at least have like a few years at of being a professor at a university. So my ideal, my idea school is I would love to go back to middle Tennessee and, uh, be a professor at like uh, middle Tennessee state mm-hmm. or, or middle Tennessee state is like the dream. Like somebody's like, well, you know, we'll pay you big bucks. You choose any school to be a professor. Where why, you MT- go. why MTSU though? Cause I, I want, so I, I, I choose MTG one they're they're an underdog they're really a prestigious university and I feel like they get overlooked in a lot of aspects academically they do they do um, and, and the thing about that too man side note I've been thinking about because fin- I'd never finished my graduate degree but um since I'm doing this recruiting and stuff and everything I've been looking at MTSU and some programs man and uh, I, th- I think I might try to go into a program there because I've seen the success I've talked to some of the um, professors and stuff and academic advisors. And I think it, it's a good school, dude, especially for a, gra- uh, a graduate uh, degree and everything. So right, exactly. Um, do you know if they have a? So, but I think they have a physics department, but I don't think they have a astronomy department. And so, my background being in astrophysics, I want to basically like be like 
the head, like the leading, um, like the leading guy, and maybe like you know having them start an astronomy department or a uh, of some sort, and you know be the guy that runs that that section or you know head of the astronomy department. I believe that'd be you know making moves to 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 better the university mm-hmm. and, and bringing stuff like that to the table and doing your own you know, research too. Like right. you get some publications under your name, bro. That's major. Yeah, and then and then bringing grants from bringing grants to the university and all this stuff, and that's one reason. Two is Tennessee doesn't have income tax, so living in Tennessee is obviously a goal. Uh, three, I want to move, get back to Middle Tennessee because I want to start. Uh, I want to start a foundation or a charity of some kind, and start giving back to the uh, to the Wilson County area specifically because that's where we're from. Mm-hmm. And you know, giving back to Thompson Station, Spring Hill, Franklin area, just Wilson County as a whole. Mm-hmm. Start giving back and doing like community service and like kind of you know helping out that area, and then work my way to Nashville as a whole. But I want to you know start small there. So I'm going to give back to that community. I feel like living in middle Tennessee would be great. And two, them being Murfreesboro, I could, I have so many options living wise to live and still be close. So like, I don't have to live in Murfreesboro. I could live in like, uh, you know, Leapers four or closer to Thompson station. Cause you know, I want to live on acreage. So if mm-hmm. I, you know, can get a house in you know, backwoods Thompson station and still be close to eight forty, yeah, I can hop on and get to the university in 30 minutes. I can still live on our acreage house and just build my house how I want from there, like buy a lot and build a house from scratch kind of thing. Um, and then it's kind of like, you know, that area is kind of like Texas where you get a lot of house for not as much or a lot of house for, you know, not as much as in terms of getting closer to Nashville because mm-hmm. it's more of that country type feel. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, all those I've, I've taken into account. That's why it would be like a prime university or like my ideal university. Now, you know, at the end of the day, Whoever's signing that check, that's where I'm going. You know, if yeah. Oregon call talking about we'll pay 150k a year, you know, I'm packing my bags, I'm headed up north. But ideally, MTSU would be like that's that's where I want to go. Yeah. You ever thought about um, you know, you got the background, you were a college football player. You ever thought of, like helping out at high school or anything like that? Like in terms of coaching, like, like sports? Yeah, like coaching or anything, just for, like as a side gig. Um, if if somebody came to me and you know schedule wise it could work out um even if it was volunteering or like they just pay something small on the side i yeah i would definitely consider it because mm-hmm. even though I, you know my my career path right now is like nowhere near sports but yeah. you know i'm still in fitness i still train and you know uh i've you know i've trained my little brother i've trained uh i've trained some people here and there that are in the sports so i'd love to still have some connection to sports because i mean we do this podcast and the majority of our talks are sports yeah I would love if I got the, you know, let's just say, for example, if I got moved back to Tennessee and Independence was like, hey, you know, we're looking for some assistant coaches or coaches to help around. We'll just pay you, you know, whatever, whatever on the side or, you know, maybe volunteers to help us out. You know, would you be interested if, you know, if I had the time, I would love to get back into coach, even if it was on just a strength and conditioning standpoint, I'd love to get back into that. But Definitely. Definitely. That's what's up, though, bro. It's something you got a good plan and everything. And I think, and I think, I think it would all work out, bro. I, I really do. That's shit. I hope. I think. <laughs> well, look, I gotta, I gotta pass my class this semester first. <laughs> oh man, I gotta get through COVID first. Yeah, facts, man, facts. How's that been going for you, though? Stressful. It's different. I mean, 
it's yeah i honestly it sounds crazy because people people think like oh why would you like prefer in class like it makes a huge in terms of learning the material i learned way better being going to class sitting down to class and being able to ask questions there and like it's just the atmosphere man it's just yeah i learned way better you know i'm focused because you know i'm at home i can easily you know there's distractions i can have the tv on you know, I get to I get to bullshit, but like when you're at class, there's nothing to do but to pay attention. Yeah, you got Mocha too running around. Yeah, and I you know I got worry about all that, but uh, it's not bad though. I got, I mean, I got a homework assignment I need to be working on, but <laughs> it just it just feels weird because I'm sitting here, you know, in front of my laptop in my living room listening to a lecture. Like, there's there's like no motivation. The, there's just the motivation is not the same at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm just trying to get through this semester, and I'm an elective, so it's not that bad because I finished all my core classes. But oh, okay, that's what's up. So you got a little leeway. Yeah, so you know, I'm. It's not nothing too strenuous. They're they're fun and stuff I'm interested in, so it's not bad. Bet, I'm just ready. To get, I'm about to have, and this time in this this spring, I get my master's, and then I'll have three more years to my PhD. So okay, we're getting close. Okay. We're getting close. okay. Cut the check, find us, tell them to cut Look, the they, check. Look, they finna, they finna be calling me doctors. <laughs> yes, sir. Look, I'm, just, bro, I'm about to be so arrogant with that. Mr. Dribbling, uh, um, it's doctor. <laughs> it's doctor, Dribbling. Put respect on my name. I love it. I love when it. My mom get, when my mom officially gets her uh, PhD, I'm going to call her Dr. Mom. Dr. Mom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Shouts out to both of y'all, man, for for getting y'all's like higher education and everything man i just need to figure out what i want to do and i'm gonna get my my uh graduates and everything i just got to figure out what i want to do since i'm not in sports right now so that's the hard part but best believe but before i'm 30 i'm gonna get it before i'm 30 i'm, I'm gonna get it best believe that it's all baby steps all baby steps yes sir yes sir but uh yeah man kudos to y'all man everything's gonna work out wish the best for y'all and you know your future and everything like that with school and then career wise. So I appreciate it, Cal. No, no problem, bro. No problem. No problem. Uh, is that all we got? I think that's all we got. Yes, sir. I think it is. Fantastic. All right, listeners, appreciate y'all for listening. Remember, if you got anything y'all want to hear heard, talked about, if you got any arguments, do not hesitate to email ivtalkspodcast at gmail.com. Shout out to my boy Calvin. Uh, next week we're try- we're gonna try to get Kylan back on uh, our other host and potentially Trey try to get all the hosts on. But any 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 closing remarks for the peoples, Calvin? Nah, man, just keep on doing what you do, and uh, you know everything is temporary right now. Everybody, you will get to you know that that place that you want to be. You just gotta grind for it and everything. So stay positive. Yeah, stay positive, everybody. Stay positive. That's what I like to hear. All right. Guardians of the 615. We will see y'all next week. Yes, sir. We out.